peace. I'm glad you could tune in. This is Self-Centered Wellness. My name is Alicia Jefferson, and I'll be with you for the next 15, 20 minutes or so. I'd like to introduce to you a Spotlight Sunday. It's where I will be using that Sunday to spotlight a message, a teaching, a lesson, an offering that's been offered by someone who was about or was about helping others along the path of self-centered wellness. So I want to spotlight today Louise Hay, spiritual teacher, spiritual guide, um, who was all about helping others along the path of self-centered wellness. I'll be reading from a few sections of one of her great works, You Can Heal Your Life. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Again, author, teacher, founder of the Hay House, um, became well-known during the height of the AIDS epidemic in the 80s, helping um, tens of thousands and to millions of people who were living with and, um, AIDS at that time. She went on and continued, as I said, along the path of helping others uh, with wellness and wholeness. So, let's get into it. This is chapter 6, from chapter 6, Resistance change. Awareness is the first step in healing or changing. When we have some pattern buried deeply within us, we must become aware of it in order to heal the condition. Perhaps we begin to mention the condition to complain about it or see it in other people. It rises to the surface of our attention in some way and we begin to relate to it. We often attract a teacher, a friend, a class, a workshop, or a book to ourselves that begins to awaken new ways to approach the dissolving of the problem. Often our reaction to the first stage is to think the approach is silly or that it doesn't make sense. Perhaps it seems too easy or unacceptable to our thinking. We don't want to do it. Our resistance comes up very strong. We may even feel angry about the thought of doing it. Such a reaction is very good. If we can understand that it is the first step in the healing process. I tell people that any reaction that you may feel is there to show you that you're already in the process of healing even though the total healing has yet to be completed. The truth is that the process begins the moment we begin to think about making a change. Lessons can be learned through awareness. If you think of the hardest thing for you to do and how much you resist it, then you're looking at your greatest lesson at that moment. Surrendering, giving up the resistance, and allowing yourself to learn what you need to learn 
will make the next step easier. Don't let your resistance stop you from making the changes. We can work on two levels. One, looking at the resistance, and two, still making the mental changes. Observe yourself, watch how you resist, and then go ahead anyway. A client came to me because she was in a lot of pain. She had a broken she had broken her back, her neck, and her knee in three separate auto accidents. Yet she was late, got lost, and then was stuck in traffic. It was easy for her to tell me all her problems. But the moment I said, "Let me talk for a moment." All sorts of turmoil began. Her contact lenses began to bother her. She wanted to sit in another chair. She had to go to the bathroom. Then her lenses had to come out. I could not keep her attention for the rest of the session. It was all resistance. She wasn't ready to let go and be healed. I discovered her sister also had broken her back twice and so had her mother. Another client was an actor, a mime, a street performer, and quite good at it. He bragged about how he was clever and often cheated others, especially institutions. He knew how to get away with almost anything, and yet he got away with nothing. He was always broke, at least a month behind in the rent, often without a, a telephone. His clothes were tacky work was very sporadic. He had lots of pain in his body and his love life was zilch. His theory was that he couldn't stop cheating until some good came into his life. Of course, with what he was giving out, no good could come into his life. He had to stop cheating first. His resistance was that he was not ready to let go of the old ways. Leave your friends alone. Too often, instead of working on our own changes, we decide which of our friends needs to change. This, too, is resistance. In the early days of my work, I had a client who would send me to all her friends in the hospital. Instead of sending them flowers, she would have me go to fix up their problems. I would arrive with my tape recorder in hand usually finding someone in bed who didn't know why I was there or understand what I was doing. This was before I learned never to work with anyone who hadn't requested it. Sometimes clients come to me because a friend has given them a session as a present. This usually doesn't work too well and they often don't come back for further work. When something works well for us, we often want to share it with others, but they may not be ready to make a change, or that point in time and space is not the time for them. It's hard enough to make changes when we want to, but to try to make someone else change when he or she doesn't want to is impossible. And it can ruin a good friendship. 
I push my clients because they come to me. I leave my friends alone. Repeated patterns show us our needs. For every habit we have, for every experience we go through over and over, for every pattern we repeat, there is a need within us for it. The need corresponds to some belief we have. If we were not, if it were not a need, we wouldn't have it, do it, or be it. There is something within us that needs the fat, something within us that needs the poor relationship, something within us that needs the failure, the cigarettes, the anger, the poverty, the abuse, or whatever there is that's a problem for us. How many times have we said, I won't ever do that again. Then, before the day is up, we have the piece of cake, smoke the cigarette, say hurtful things, hateful things to others we love, and so on. Then we compound the whole problem by angrily saying to ourselves, oh, you have no willpower, no discipline, you're just weak. This only adds to the load of guilt we already have. Willingness to release the need. So again, this is a Spotlight Sunday and I am spotlighting Louise Hay, spiritual guide, spiritual teacher, a uh, uh, firm promoter of affirmations and a helper to those who are on the path of self-centered wellness. I am reading from one of her great works, You Can Heal Your Life. This is an old copy of mine that I've uh, read over and over again and referred to. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Great teacher, guide, reading from parts of her book and this is from chapter 6 resistance to change willingness to release the need I say to clients there must be a need for you to have this condition there must be a need in you for this condition or you wouldn't have it let's go back a step and work on the willingness to release the need. When the need is gone and you will, ha you will have no desire for the cigarette or the overeating or the negative pattern, one of the first affirmations to use is, I am willing to release the need for the resistance. I am willing to release the need for the headache. I am willing to release the need for the constipation. I am willing to release the need for the excess weight. I am willing to release the need for the lack of money or whatever. Say, I am willing to release the need. Fill in the blank. I am willing to release the need for. If you are resisting at this point, 
then your other affirmations cannot work. The webs we create around ourselves need to be unwound. If you have ever untangled a ball of string, you know that yanking and pulling doesn't work. It only makes it worse. You need to very gently and patiently unravel the knots. Be gentle and patient with yourself as you untangle your knots, as you untangle your own mental knots. Get help if you need it. Above all, love yourself in the process. The willingness to let go of the old is the key. That is the secret. When I say needing the problem, I mean that according to our particular set of thought patterns, we need to have certain outer effects or experiences. Every outer effect, every outer experience is the natural expression of an inner thought pattern. I'll read that again. When I say needing the problem, I mean that according to our particular set of thought patterns, we need to have certain outer effects, certain outer experiences. Every outer effect is the natural expression of an inner thought pattern. To battle only the outer effect, the outer symptom, is wasted energy. To battle only the outer effect or outer symptom is wasted energy and often increases the problem. Again, reading from You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Well, world-renowned spiritual guide, spiritual teacher, healer, helper to millions who are on the path or who are on the path of self-centered wellness. This is a Spotlight Sunday, what I will be doing some Sundays, spotlighting those spotlighting a message, a teaching, a lesson, an offering from someone who is about uh, helping others along the path of self-centered wellness. And today, on this Spotlight Sunday, I've been reading from Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life, a great work that she offered. And I go to it from time to time. I uh, hope that her words will be beneficial to you as they have been to me throughout the years. I'd like to end as I began. Peace. I'm glad you could tune in. My name is Alicia. This is Self-Centered Wellness. Until next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.